4: Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer and this is my brother Jonah.
5: We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today.
4: Who think that today's guest is all that.
5: Welcome to How Did We Get Weird.
4: You know, Jonah, we were just home in Cleveland and you were asked to do something that you famously said on this podcast that you would never do, which is to clean your stuff out of mom and dad's basement.
5: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think saying that on the podcast and having them hear it really sabotaged me because then I think they (laughs) became worried that it... I've already been putting it off for about 15 years. Right. Yeah, I found some stuff, kind of a lot of old show flyers, many CDs, books, photos, all kinds of stuff. I was able to get rid of some stuff, some like broken guitar stand. I got rid of like the the kind of low hanging fruit, like the stuff that was really no possibility of selling or keeping for nostalgic purposes.
4: And by the way, I just want to make clear to any of our listeners who (laughs) haven't listened to every episode. Our parents, when we were in college, moved into a condo and they just basically took all of our stuff in boxes and put it in their basement. And we're like, you guys need to go through this at some point. And now we're in our 40s and we're finally going through it. Yeah.
5: And (laughs) and I got thousands of CDs down there. And I I think I've waited so long with the CDs that they've actually started to become valuable again. Like I think I rode the whole wave. Right. But I still have no, they take up so much space. I have a house now. I, I think our guests can relate to what I'm saying.
6: Are the actual CDs in the CD cases, because that's that's the problem I have in my parents' house, is that I've saved all of the CDs, but when I went to college, I got those books, and I had, like, yep. books of CDs, and the CDs never got back in the their jewel case, their jewel cases. That's what yes. they're yes. called. Jewel cases. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. So... Yeah, I'm looking at about probably like eight hundred to a thousand CDs with like maybe a hundred of them have CDs actually in them. Yeah, but i i won't I won't let them go. They sit in my parents' garage. Yeah, <laughs> they, nev- they, parents. Haven- they didn't move. They didn't move to a condo, so I feel like they gave you ample time to get rid of them. They did enough that my 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 folks would have just gotten rid of them.
5: At yeah, this point. no, my, our parents are very respectful. I have probably three or four times that, and they are all in the jewel cases, which is... unbelievable. Yeah, so they just take up a lot of space. It's crazy that you
4: kept them like that. Yeah. That you didn't make, like, a little pack for your car and... Yeah, that's what happened
6: to me. That's it. Yeah. Who needs cup holders? You can fit about 100 (laughs) CDs stacked together in the center console.
5: Jam them in there. Yeah. No, I don't know. I always jewel cased them. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah.
6: Yeah. And you had
4: a bunch of um, baseball cards, too. A bunch of baseball
5: cards cards. that I thought would be worth, you know millions of dollars when I bought them 30 years ago and they're worth like 10 bucks. I know. Yeah, It was, it was such whole thing.
6: a... The whole a f- kit and caboodle, 10 bucks.
5: Yeah. <laughs> it, it it's It's such a fallacy of our generation. I feel like people are like, if you buy this 1987 top set and wait 30 years, it's going to be worth 10 million dollars and it's worth like less money than I paid for it. <laughs> well,
6: because they told 20 million children that exactly. and they produced 20 million copies <laughs> of each as opposed to your dad being like, oh, you know, you better clean up your room because... You know, when I was growing up, your grandma threw out my Superman number one. And you know how much mu- we could have bought two houses with that. Yeah. But I left it out and she threw it out. So be careful. I know. And, you know, I bought all those image comics and they're worth absolutely nothing.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knew that stuff would be worth something in the future. So no one got rid of it. So now it's not. Worth- but anyways, one thing that the last <laughs> thing I want to say that I found was some VHS tapes, I did find a copy. And we talked about this with Kenan Thompson. He was on the podcast of my original orange Good Burger VHS tape. Yeah. I almost got rid of. And then I was like, no, I think this is like a collector's item. So I I still got it.
4: I've got some kind of bad news for you. What's that? You told us to take it out. We saved it, you know, because... But I took it out of the case and it's sort of... It's the orange VHS tape. So I think it is an original... But there's just like a sticker on it that someone has written "Good Burger" on, so it's not like the original label on it. It's just really? like this, like w- yes, and I, it's really weird, and <laughs> and it makes it me think that maybe it's not quite as valuable
5: as like, <laughs> my, my Good Burger VHS was a bootleg.
4: I think it might have been. It's weird because it is on an orange VHS tape, which feels like very unique
6: to Good Burger, but. It does have like a not original label on it.
5: That is shocking to me.
6: There was one long piece of scotch tape around the back, so you <laughs> might want to watch, put that in a VCR and see what's actually on there now. So it might yeah. not be Good Burger. It might be yeah. something else. Yeah.
5: It's, yeah. it's probably like a Cleveland Browns game from like 1987 or something. <laughs> I think that's I fair. Yeah, okay. Well, let's introduce today's guest. Um, let's get into it. If you haven't guessed it already, our, our guest is an actor, musician. You know, you know him from Little Pete on the beloved Nickelodeon sitcom, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. You recently- he also wrote a book with his partner Kate Tamborelli called "The First Date Prophecy," which I have, which you can get and uh, order it and read it. And let's give a warm welcome to Danny Tamborelli.
6: Oh, thank you, thank you so much! What a lovely introduction.
5: <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Danny?
7: He
6: was beloved. Little Pete was beloved.
2: Yes, little and, P- yes. And now yes. he's
6: begr- now he's grown into an adult. <laughs> People still can't seem to figure that out. <laughs> Oh, my God, dude, you look so
5: old. I was 11, dude. <laughs> you get that a lot.
6: Yeah. You know, I, I get to find the the weird parts of society that have, like, not totally synced up with their rational part of their brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, like, I can't believe you look so old. Well, it was 30-something years ago. <laughs> and is the tattoo real? Which is also, uh, what were we doing to the kids <laughs> they just believed everything that was on TV this seven year old had a tattoo. Mm, not likely yeah. child sur- child services would have been called I would have been an orphan right right uh, you know by the way I-, I want
4: to say Danny, you don't look old at all like you look v- <laughs> you're very youthful looking. I mean you obviously look younger I mean older than you were when you were 11 like you don't look like an 11 <laughs> year old but it's like you look you're like one of the most youthful looking adults. Like you look great. Like I, it's so funny that people like you look so old. It's like, well, it's been like thirty years or twenty years. You know, it's like it's been decades. So
6: let's see your are. driver's license, pal. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> yeah. See your picture. <laughs> then show me your fifth grade picture. Yeah, and let's see who looks different now. We we all look young. Keenan, Kel, myself. Yep. you all look so young. We drank the Nickelodeon slime, and that was part of the Fountain of Youth. But it has I its, you know, that's why I have to. My penance is I have to go through all the, you know, the irrational and and pardon my French, the the dumbasses of the world to be like, yeah, right. what's wrong with you? But that's a price I, mean, I the pay. Fact that's that the you're a price that s- pay for being forty-one with two kids. Not even any gray hair yet. It's we're we're, we're doing something right. The f- Incredible. The
4: fact that you're so recognizable. 30 years later shows that you have I mean it's like it's like <laughs> exactly. a lot of people don't look anything like they looked when they were 11 and people so yeah but you're right you and Keenan too Keenan looks so
6: youthful Kenan's too forever yeah. young yeah yeah he drank more than I did that's why he looks
5: <laughs> I'm curious Danny like you know we've had cast members from Blossom and stuff on the show talking about hanging out with like the other kids from like the sitcoms uh, like TGIF and that kind of stuff were you hanging out with a lot of Nickelodeon peers your age when they were shooting that show or were you kind of on your own like in New Jersey you were shooting in New Jersey
6: well Pete and Pete was shot in New Jersey all that was Los Angeles and uh we used to do these like you know Nickelodeon a couple times a year would do like a Nick takes over your school and they'd bring like a couple different people from a couple different shows or like the big help and you know so a couple times a year we'd all kind of co-mingle but for the most part, I was like the youngest of the older kids and the oldest of the younger kids on all that. So it was just like, and I was sophomore and junior and senior in high school. So I was I was aging up. So like the the kids below me, I was like, that's cool. I'll be a, I'll be cool with you guys during school. But Keenan, you and I, we're we're going out. We're good. going to be drinking underage, we're going to be smoking, and we're going to be listening to loud music uh, down Sunset Boulevard and hope nobody uh, brandishes a gun at us for driving like assholes.
4: (laughs) And along those lines, this is something that I would always ask Keaton about, were you like really into the cast of Roundhouse? Did you think they were really cool or were you not?
6: Yeah, (laughs) right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't remember who it was, but one of them used to like, Do performance, outdoor performance stuff at the uh, Santa Monica, the the Third Street Promenade.
4: That makes so much sense. So
6: you'd be walking down the street and like you'd see them like doing backflips and getting people all excited. And I was like, that's a dude from Roundhouse.
7: (laughs) (laughs) That's cool.
4: Cause we're like the same age basically. And I can't, when Roundhouse was on, I was like, these are the coolest teens I've ever, or like young adults I've ever seen in my life. So the fact that you had like access to them. Like, I get, well, with their cool dancing in knee pads and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah,
6: dancing in knee pads. I have, I have a very, like, specific memory of watching Roundhouse. And they made a Chris Robinson joke. And I had just gotten into the Black Crows. Because, again, being, like, a little kid on a set, I was, like, people's younger siblings. So, like, I would get, like, all these crazy mixtapes of all this music and, like, like you know, some, kind of my tastes were tailored to... Crew members on set, like right. things that, I, that, really like hit me. So I was getting all this music, and I was really getting into the Black Crows. And they, the dad was, you know, in his in his wheel, you know, in his wheelie recliner, yes. like going all his around recliner was, with
4: his remote control.
6: thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he grabbed he grabbed a, a mop and he picked it up and he said, "Hey, look, I'm Chris Robinson from the Black Crows." Because he was just like skinny with long hair coming down, and I laughed really hard. And I don't know why that that like stays in my brain, but it does. So every time I see a mob, I'm like, that's Chris Robinson. He'd probably hate <laughs> hearing that, but, you know.
4: <laughs> and it's, so, it's like you were probably, like, so proud of yourself for getting such a that cool joke about job. a cool like, band yeah.
2: from yeah. cool yeah. people. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> right, I mean, right.
5: <laughs> Danny, speaking of references, like, obviously you are very young on the show, and, you know, I know you're really into music. Did you have any awareness of, like, the Stooges and that kind of stuff when Iggy Pop was on the show? It
6: all came from other crew members and my father like my father was basically like he's like do you know who's coming on the show and I was like no he says let's go downstairs son and he like wow. Steve he took me downstairs because my dad is also I I have a so much vinyl it's disgusting for, to live in a Brooklyn apartment for the amount of <laughs> vinyl that takes up space and yeah. apartment anyway my dad also has a, a pretty big collection and he just like sat me down on the couch in the basement his like theater room and just started playing he just put on fun house and i was like immediately like oh my god like this is right up my alley so cool he was the man too like he he talked to me sat with me at lunch like every day that he was on set we just like talked about when he worked at a pet store and how he got his name Iggy and, like, just, like, random stuff. Like, he was, it, Pete and Pete in particular was a, a special kind of crew where everybody, like, talked to me like an adult. So I never, ever felt like I was a child or felt weird, like, wow. ooh, this isn't my place to be here. He'd just sit with me and we would just shoot the shit. I, I straight up said to him, I was like, you know, I I, I did some I did some reading up on you and, be, you know, whatever my dad said. I was like, I thought maybe you were going to break this Snapple bottle and roll around in it. <laughs> He said he's over that. He's like I'm over that kid. <laughs> anyway, Did we can you, still talk. He taught me how to play TVI on the bass. Like I just, no way. I just started playing bass on on the on the series the prop master gave me a bass because my public school in Jersey was like you could play violin, we could play <laughs> yeah. guitar and that's it. I was like what about bass? Because we ain't got no room for no bass. You want you want four strings, you play the violin. And I was like, "Oh, great." And I was terrible at the violin. And I was griping about it on set and and Dan Fisher heard me and he was like, I got an extra bass. And he brought one in the next day. And so I always had it in my, you know, on me the rest of the time that I was shooting the show. And Iggy came and he saw it one day and he was like, Oh, I'll bring my guitar in. And he fucking taught me and, and Mike, Big Pete, how to play TVI. And we were just like jamming on it, blew an amplifier, no big deal. I feel like I'm I'm bragging now. I'm
5: sorry. No, I think you should have just retired that. Like, how do you top that?
6: I know. And I can't. And you know what? That amplifier that we broke, I made him sign it. And he wrote, we fucking blew it. And then (laughs) sits in my parents' garage right (laughs) next to the stack of CDs. It does have no CDs in them.
5: (laughs) And that's just where it lies. Wow. Incredible.
6: Oh my gosh. But yeah, but, but mostly I didn't know. I, like, I knew who Michael Stipe was because R.E.M. was just so huge. I knew who Kate Pearson was because the B-52s were so huge. I knew who Chris, uh, uh, um, Chris Elliott was, not music, but that was him and uh, my grandfather on the show, who was, uh, oh my God, my I can't, his name is eluding me right now. See, that's it. where the face looks like I'm young. My brain is like <laughs> 100, 104. Bill Hickey. <laughs> Bill Hickey was the grandfather in Pete and Pete, and so like him and and I knew LL Cool J too. I guess so. Yeah, maybe half. I was like half and half. Like the like Gordon Gano, Violet Femzo was like, oh okay, I know I you know now I know who it is. Yeah, yeah. But Bill Hickey hated me because by day three of shooting, I just kept asking him to repeat the his famous line from Christmas Vacation, which is. The blessing, and I was like, "Can you do the blessing?" And he like he humored me a couple of times, and he's like, "Dude, kid, I'm fucking old. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Just leave me alone now." Wow. So
5: I did. So that's when you started playing bass, and then when did you sort of start playing in bands?
6: Pretty much right away. That was okay. like another reason I wanted to play bass was someone had told me Mark Mulcahy, who was the the main guy from Miracle Legion and Polaris, who was like the band the opening uh of pete and pete said that guitar players are a dime a dozen if you want to be in a band play bass because you always there's always a need for bassists and drummers and i can't drum for shit so yeah i was like that makes sense i also was always very drawn to it
5: okay Uh, and what kind of stuff were you because i i played bass as a teenager i was like really into like green day rancid Obviously, prime is right, yeah. <laughs>
6: yeah. you're like you're checking off like sick bass player one, sick bass player two, yep. sick bass player three. Yeah. I guess that was a good thing, right? You jump right into like the flashy, like virtuosos to, just so they didn't scare you when you know you're a 41 year old dude who still does like. Play shows, and then you like scroll in online, you see like a seven year old kid playing bass better than you'll ever play bass I in know. your life. And
5: you're just like, what? What is my life? Why am I doing this? I think it's like a bit of a double edged sword. Like, I was very into like Victor Wooten and Flea and stuff. And then I realized sure. that like playing slap bass is never going to work in a band I'm ever in. <laughs> it's like more of like a guitar center, like showing off for five seconds. Like, it's not really.
6: Right, right. Yeah. Oh, t- yeah, totally. No, 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 no. No, the, you, you got to hear that hiccup when Flea does the higher ground bass line. It's not
5: just
6: yeah. do da da, da 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 You got to do that. Ba, ba, ba. And you, yeah. you do that loud enough in a guitar center, three people will come over and be like, hey, man, you did that right. Cool, most people play like this.
5: Yeah, yeah. What were some of your big bands when you were like in high school?
6: Well, I was, I was squarely stuck in the the bands for a while. Like, you know, my dad was such a classic rock dude, so I was like a big... Who fan, again, virtuoso bassist, John Entwistle was like, just was tops for me as a preteen and and a teenager. And then The Clash. Do you remember when you were in school? Because you were the same age. Did you guys have like, they weren't, first you, you, you borrowed the books. You always had to give them back. So you had to put like construction paper or like, you know, something over it. But they used to have these like stretchy book socks. Did you guys ever have to do that? Was that not something you guys did? Maybe not. Like Wait, book covers? He, yeah, like you had to cover your books in school so they didn't get trashed because yeah, yeah. Were, yes, 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 yeah.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. And I some remember people, the cardboard ones or the newspapery ones.
6: Right, cardboard, newspapery ones, but they also made these like stretchy. Okay. No, you know, like, I think like socks.
4: We didn't. Those didn't make it to us because we had mostly the ones you would buy that were made of paper, and then some people figured out how to do it with like grocery, like. Mm-hmm. brown grocery bags and those people I was like these people are geniuses but I don't think we had the strength. no we chi- didn't ones. have
5: it and we weren't those kind of people I can barely wrap a, pre- uh, a present now it looks like a <laughs> five year old did it my, well, my you, wife is just like uh. same I'm really
3: bad at
6: it well the, I just we used to you know used to write all over them and and at some point someone was behind me in school and he was like how many the bands can you write on your book? <laughs> and I said, "Well, I guess that uh, you're right. The Kinks, the Rolling Stones, yeah, the Who. Uh, just, also, I guess, so I guess the cute. Clash. I know. You're just sitting there. I was trying to write that it. You're in the writing script.
7: like
4: names of bands on your I, book. I, like, yeah, yeah. like, I'm going to display my interests on my
7: right. I, really I, did exactly. Exactly. I did that too. I did that for sure. Oh, I, I feel like sure I, if you didn't yeah. know
6: Miss Artovski, look at this. <laughs> I, I'm cool. Yeah, you see that." That, you see that right there? That says flock of seagulls. So what?
4: Now it's <laughs> interesting. Oh, I was just going to say. You know, a lot of the people on Salute Your Shorts, which I guess Salute Your Shorts was that on at the same time, or maybe that was. So
6: that's so that's second. So I consider that second generation Nickelodeon. First generation being all the Canadian stuff. You can't yes. do that on television, and others, which I can't think of names. A pinwheel.
2: Right that kind of stuff Whoa, that was
6: all yeah. like that's like we were little that's 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 number that's number one like there's proto which is like the weird cube thing or like really how Nick started and then when it was on the air it was in the Canadian stuff and then that second generation it was like salute your shorts and like hey dude hey thank you thank you I'm glad you I'm glad you saw my whip and you're like, <laughs> welcome oh, freshman totally that was one welcome freshman Clarissa explains it all Pete and Pete right. because it started in eighty nine. So, I mean, that they were like these little interstitials, basically. They were like commercials for the network that were these little shows in between commercials in between the shows on like Nick.
4: Yeah, and there was there were people in, obviously, in in Salute Your Shorts that went on to be in bands. I feel like there's a lot yeah, of Yeah, there um, was
5: Danny Cooks, he was in Bad for mm-hmm, Good, and then Blake mm-hmm. Sennett was in Rilo Kylie with Jenny, our friend Jenny Lewis, and yeah. Right. Did you have any crossover with any of that? Did you ever have like a Nickelodeon jam or anything?
6: Yes, that would be so awesome. <laughs> be good. No, no Nickelodeon. No, no do real Nickelodeon. Do you think you should do jams. it now? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's just call him up. Let's just get him. I was I'm gonna this right say, now. you so guys just,
4: can do it in my backyard yeah. or at my house. It's not like a big backyard, but
6: <laughs> I'm gonna do it.
4: You have I mean, all I can have like hey, refreshments here.
6: Look, if Operation Ivy can get back together once or twice in someone's backyard in a, oh, a beautiful backyard in, in Los Angeles, then we can do that too for the first
5: time. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. You know, I'm a, so I'm obsessed with with that era of punk. Like I, I saw Rancid, on The Wolves Tour '95, one of my first shows, and big into that. But the other scene that I'm so into lately, reading about, is like the late night, like the grunge scene. Like reading all the books. Were you into oh, that? Yes, yeah. So
6: so much. I mean, I, <laughs> it's very strange. So like the second and third seasons of Pete and Pete were we shot in different towns these kids cuz i i used to have a hat that had patches all over it and it was like such a mishmash it was like pantera and megadeth and then primus and then like yeah you know, yeah like <laughs> green day and and rancid and stuff like that so kids would like come and like give me like gifts from like the record store so i had like posters on the wall from like like cool like nirvana posters i mean nirvana was it was when i was 10 and we were shooting the mighty ducks in minnesota and i was the second youngest kid in that so like most of the kids were like you know 13 14 and i and i was like 9 and 10 i turned 10 on uh, while we were shooting and eldon who is he played fulton in the movie was like such a music junkie and i used to just listen to whatever he listened to so like i was listening to red hot chili peppers at like nine and got in trouble for you know like like you shouldn't be listening to this right now or like you know uh bad motor finger that's that soundgarden record was like heavy rotation for me at like 10. and that was like yeah it was a big a big deal i got to see all of them except for nirvana of of course but i got to see soundgarden and allison chains and pearl jam like
5: really you know, all in like yeah. the late 90s era or That's mid. so. Wow. I never got to see Alice in Chains. I saw Soundgarden probably around ninety five to ninety four on the Super Unknown tour, but never got to see Nirvana or Alice in Chains. And those, yeah, yeah.
6: Yeah, the Nirvana, I mean, the Nirvana one. I I remember being in. You know, I was in sixth grade. I remember where I was. Like that was like that yeah. moment for me. Like when when he when he died, and it was like I used to try to. I because he, he was. You know, in that later period where he was like had the bleach blonde hair, but like a couple of like streaks of green, so that it was like all my friends and I were like, you know, the blonde haired <laughs> kids were easy to get in. This redhead was like, I'm like, this is gonna be great. I always, I'm dealt gonna make great. always dealt with that. Always dealt with it's the worst. It's yeah, we, yeah. Don't, we don't have don't have yeah. fun here. Like, is, you no. can spray as much manic panic as you want in your hair, and it ain't sticking. <laughs> not gonna and you're show up. Not gonna, up. See not gonna it. show. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> that's a lesson we all got to learn in the 90s. It's not it's, an easy one.
6: It's not yeah. an easy one. So instead yeah. I just went to like sharpieing my fingernails because I could do that. That's Smart.
5: a
4: great, that's going to show up, especially, yeah.
6: <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, and you know what? I, I I stole a lot from Billy Corgan at that time because I used to wear oversized shirts and I would, long sleeve shirts and I would cut a hole so I could stick my thumb through it. So like, you know, the, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And why now not? that's why not, a, and it's back again.
4: <laughs> it's now it's for sun protection. A lot of sun protective clothing has that, so it covers your mm. um, the top of your hand from you the sun. You know what?
6: I didn't realize how badly I, my tops of my hands are getting burned uh, <laughs> until I had children and and use a stroller, and I have like I have destroyed the tops of my hands. Of well, times.
4: also because just, as a kid, you were protecting them by dressing <laughs> like Billy
5: Organ. <laughs> that's
6: right. That's right. <laughs>
5: Danny, did you have? I, I we've talked about a lot in the podcast. I had a kind of big Jinko phase in the '90s. Did you? Oh yeah, buy yeah. Into I that just, at all? <laughs> so
6: there, there's a video. There's a video. of My senior year, the band was the same. The guitar player and I've been in the same band for 23 years. We just changed our name once because we okay. had a we got a cease and desist letter from some shitty punk rock band in Virginia when we were like 18 and came to like a Hotmail account. We're like, oh shit, we're in trouble. So we changed our name. But it was Battle of the Bands, and I was wearing a full, I was wearing Jinko overalls, dude. Like, whoa, I didn't know those existed. Yes, exactly. You know what? I was, when I I, I come back, well, I got all the cool shit from the Ross down the street from where I lived in Burbank. (laughs) When I go back to New Jersey, I'd be like, hey, look, this shit ain't even come east yet. Like, check these out. (laughs) (laughs) Big old, stupid overalls. Yeah, it's embarrassing to see. Like for yeah. for sure. I mean, I wish that was a style that wasn't coming back.
4: I <laughs> sent Jonah this post that someone made about like wearing pants in the nineties where it's like on a rainy day, just like the Jinkos just <laughs> being like halfway up, just yeah, completely two, soaked.
6: Two tone, two tone from the knee down. got <laughs>
4: okay, this
5: is me playing a show in high school. Oh my yeah, god. Just
6: just Oh yeah.
4: Jonah was yeah, so man. skinny
6: that it looked hey, like the grog
4: shop.
7: Nice. Yeah.
5: This is the original grog shop before it moved yeah. about fifteen years ago or two, yeah, yeah, to the
4: heights. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Jonah yep. just
4: look would look like he was floating down the hallways in our
5: high school because yeah. he had to, it's it's
6: just, <laughs> it's true, uh,
5: Danny, I'm also in a band that got a cease and desist, but we're called the United Nations and we got a cease and desist from the actual United Nations. Well, see,
6: that's a much better thing cool. than some cool. idiot well, kid who probably was like, Oh, these guys got the domain name first. Well, it's we're gonna show them and it worked. It, yeah, <laughs> and it I don't know how,
5: I, I don't, there's only a finite, I've been t- talking about this a lot, we're gonna take a break in a minute, but there's only a finite number of words, like, how does anyone come up with a band name in 2023? It seems, it seems <laughs> literally impossible.
6: Uh, that's why, why do you think that chat GPT got so big? <laughs> yeah. All these weird new bands are coming out with these weird names and lyrics that nobody understands, because they didn't write them.
5: It's, yeah. yeah, it's so bizarre to think, like, you can name your band, like, we should call our band Kiss like. Okay. Like you know, like nothing was taken.
7: <laughs> yeah. The,
4: the good old days when nothing was taken. Oh my god, you're right. You're right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back with these two rule breakers, one of them being <laughs> Danny Timberly. <laughs>
5: And we're back. So Danny, you gave us a, a bunch of great topics. And the one that we actually haven't talked about was Legos. And curious why you picked this topic, what your kind of history is with Legos. What why is this kind of nostalgic for you?
6: Well, it's nostalgic for me in a couple ways. The reason I think it was most on my brain is that my kid is four and he loves Legos. And like the older age that he sees on the box, the more like into it he is he's like oh this is seven and up daddy let's get it and secretly i'm like that sounds good to me man I, i'm <laughs> done with these duplos anyway g- g- give me these legos sure. i'll help you daddy let me do it no let me show you how to do it can i do it and then all of a sudden i've built like you know half of it already and i'm like I can't, oh i gotta slow down <laughs> it take, takes me about 15 minutes to be like oh you're not doing it i'm sorry i'm sorry okay you can have something Speaking of just see where I'm sitting right now, like we have a bag of Legos. here. Whoa, they're we all just, over the house. We just, we just made a, we just made one of these, and he's four, like, and he's into it. Oh, yeah, we like didn't have it huh? it's a race car. Nice. We didn't have stuff like that. We had, but we did have the pirate ship, which was really hard to build,
5: so that's one reason. what's so what's that's some the other one ones?
6: reason? The other reason and I'm not getting any money from Lego, but I was a, a Zach the Lego maniac. I did do three commercials for them. No wow. big deal. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> when I was a kid, in addition to the money that got put into, you know, a trust for me, well, I'm sure my parents dipped into a little bit. I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> as as a parent now, I'm like, you know, yeah, they probably should. I'm sure they could have taken. It. I would have been fine. I would get like a, you know, I get to go to Toys R Us and like pick something out. I was like a little kid, like you know, you book something, like oh, go, like whatever. And I used to be Legos. That most of the time, I would pick up different Lego sets. And then when I <laughs> when I did these commercials at the end, I was like, uh, do you think I could uh, take them home? So I got to, t- I got to take them. I do that I every like, single. Com- mm.
4: Yeah, I just I do that every single commercial or any project I do. I go, can I take this stuff with me?
6: <laughs> yeah, that's damn right. You do. <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, be as invested in this product as possible. Now give me. But right. as a kid, how fun to be like.
4: I get to play with this toy and then I get to take it home. like that's yeah. so fun. That's and so sometimes much more it fun. didn't
6: work out. Sometimes it didn't work out. Like I did yeah. a commercial for <sighs> these toys were real crap. They're uh, it was the last action hero made like action figures. Oh yeah. Figures. Boy, they're terrible. But it was like so hush hush. They were like no, you can't take these. Like nobody can have them. Yeah, that's Guess what? I you didn't secret. you didn't feed you didn't feed the the guy who's hawking. They didn't hawk well. Sorry. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't just a crappy movie. It was the the, the, <laughs> the, the actual toys were crap too. That's so funny. With the last they...
5: action that that movie though, pretty good soundtrack. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> I can't believe soundtrack. you remember
6: it. What I was went, it? On this... said Megadeth has a song. Alcest and Chains. There's Megadeth. Alice in Chains. Whoa. Yeah. yeah.
5: I actually listened to the soundtrack recently,
6: Jonah. That's so. Weird. Soundtracks <laughs> are hard; they're hard to find. If you don't like, yeah. have them, like you can't just like go on Spotify and find like the original music for.
5: Yeah, you also, can. I, I think for this own. one you can. Oh, you can yeah, okay. but, but a lot of times someone will make like a playlist. <laughs> a playlist, exactly. Yeah. But that's Jonah, how I find them.
7: can you just
4: walk us through how you ended up listening to the last section? I of was your actually center? cutting
5: my yard, and I think I I think I want to say it's. The Megadeth song Angry Chair is on it. I can't remember what I can't remember what it is, but for some reason I had some song from the soundtrack in my head, maybe it also Chase or Megadeth song, and then I was like, I should just listen to the whole thing. <laughs> I'm cutting the yard and it's like I need something to listen to. And so yeah.
6: Okay. Yeah, no, it works out. I mean I did that. That's the clerks and the Mall Rats soundtrack. Yep. Just 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 to throw it out there. Are like defining pivotal
5: yes. records
6: for me and like my growth of music of what I liked. Right, yes. those
4: were kind of Scott
6: or no, they were what were they th- had a little bit of everything, like, yeah, you know, like who, who wanted to talk about Archers of Loaf? They did,
5: yep, I mean, yeah, and
6: I'm cool with that, yeah. Suzanne, the Weezer, that Weezer B side song, boy, was that a
5: great song, incredible, yeah, you know, Vanessa. I don't know if you know this, remember, I used to do a podcast in New York called Going Off Track. Our producer Brad, yeah, he was in a band called The Goops. And they were oh, on the Rat yeah. soundtrack. Covering, yeah. I think, come, oh. uh, uh, um, "Come on, Eileen," maybe. I can't remember. They they had a cover on there. That's yeah. Got the it. Goops, the goose. Got it. And Jonah, you say
4: cutting the yard instead of mm-hmm. cutting the lawn.
6: Yeah,
5: that,
4: that, <laughs> I've never heard someone say cutting <laughs> the
5: yard. I was cutting my yard into pieces.
4: <laughs> yeah, Cut my yard like... into pieces. <laughs>
5: yeah, <what>
4: <laughs> I think you say cutting the lawn.
5: Cutting the lawn. Like cutting your
4: yard sounds like you're just like dividing your yard into like different sections.
6: Like I'm parceling this one out to the (laughs) gophers.
5: Okay. I think it's a little, I've been, I I gotta say, I think it's a little nitpicky. Uh,
6: (laughs) It just, it's just, just,
4: you're using it so casually. Mm. And okay. I'm selling
6: this lot. This is a one by one (laughs) lot. For sale. But just, just wear the spot that the for sale sign is on. That's it.
5: <laughs> this happens. This actually happens with, with Vicky, my wife, when I say I'm looking for my tennis shoes. And she's like, they're sneakers. And I'm like, no, they're my tennis shoes. And she's like, you don't play tennis in them. <laughs> well, <laughs> like,
4: I say tennis shoes, too. I think that's a regional that's a thing because we're thing. from yeah. Ohio. Danny, what yeah. do you but say?
5: Sneakers or tennis shoes? Sneakers. sneakers.
4: Sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of have started saying sneakers from getting so much, like going... To college on the East Coast and stuff, and getting people calling it out so much, I eventually just kind of switched over. But I still say tennis shoes sometimes. But I don't think anyone says
6: cutting up the yard. Cutting I
4: the was yard. cutting my
5: yard in my tennis shoes. <laughs> I was probably doing. I was probably doing it in Crocs. Honestly, let's be honest. But uh, Danny, getting back to Legos, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it is about it? Because you know, I I work in kind of like m- mental health field now a lot, and I feel like. As opposed to like video games or something there does seem something kind of like meditative or therapeutic about the act of being really focused on a lego and like achieving it after like spending a lot of time what's it like do you have that at all
6: Yeah i mean there's only so much tetris you can play in life Right you know
5: Yes we started
6: right. we we i grew up from legos and then tetris and then back to legos and then being in a band and trying to fit all the gear into like the back of one car we used to call that playing tetris to see yep. how we could fit it all <laughs> in I do think that I mean I am I am somebody who desperately needs like tangible things like I I like I I can't I mess with streaming services and stuff like that but like I need records I need CDs cassettes whatever it is and I mean that's it gives it such satisfaction it's the same thing as like the person who's like you know what I love doing I love just sitting there and like putting my flyers together and stacking them up and like you know yeah I making my 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 tour laminates for me and my five friends, I'm going to sit there for three, you know, like, you're not like a, you're not a signed big band, but we're making these, we're making these anyway. And like, you know, you put the time and the effort and it comes out and you can hold it and you like, I made this. And there's something that's like, I feel like that's inherently like a human thing
5: to be like, Oh, proud of
6: creation.
5: Yeah. 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 That is so funny. Did did you ever make your own laminates? Yeah.
6: Yeah. Why not?
5: Yeah. It's why not?
6: Dude, dude, I was you, doing, at 16 and 17, all that, used to throw these things called the Music and More Festival, and it was at all, like, the outdoor sheds across the country, and, like, 98 Degrees, and Monica would headline. and they all, had, they all had, like, huge bands, and then, like, four or five, like, other, like, teeny bopper up-and-comings that, like, had, like, you know, a CD that they put in with the music, and they didn't have any musicians. But, but Monica and 98 Degrees had these, like, fire bands. They were so good. And, you know, they all had their tour laminates, and we had ours, and you know, I guess it just came from that. It was like... Yeah, yeah well, what do you mean? We're gonna be playing the... the? You know, we're gonna play this nightclub down the street, and we're telling them that we're 21, right? But we're only 18. Who cares? We're gonna try to get in there. We're gonna try to drink some beers. And we got a tour laminate. We gotta we got to look professional. We gotta look like we're 21 years old. So that was kind of like, yeah, you know, you can... If you if you look in the part, you might you might sneak away with it. And yeah. that's kind of what we did, I guess. Wow. We don't do it anymore as as 41 years old. The last, you know, 20, tw- uh, 2019 was the last time we did like a full tour and there are no laminates. There probably haven't been laminates in 20 years.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is,
6: just,
2: yeah.
5: Uh, have you hit that point where like you you just totally stopped getting ID'd? Because I'm there now. I'm 44 and it's like... And it's and then there was like an in between period where sometimes I get ID'd. I'd be like, oh, this is kind of nice. And now it's like, nope, <laughs> that, yeah. that transitional period's over.
6: Yeah, no, no, no. There's there. I have not been ID'd in in a in a very long time. Which uh, maybe goes against what people you know, or go, goes with what people are saying that, uh, or uh, goes against. No, it. I'm, I I'm would ID you. You ID me.
4: You were- if I, if you were trying to, like, get a beer or something, I'd be like, let's see, let's see some ID. See
6: some ID, kid.
4: I went to the Rams game, Rams-Browns game, with Paul Britton, and we both got um, ID'd, and it was so awesome. And we were like, I guess we look super young.
5: I'm 42. Yes, I'm picturing you IDing someone, and it doesn't feel... <laughs> feels, scary? It doesn't feel, like, very scary. Yeah, it feels no. like you'd be like, uh.
6: There was a bar by where I used to live in Lower East Side called Library, Library Bar. And, uh, oh, uh Yeah. I used to go there all the time because I, I lived on 3rd and C. So that was like my local, and they have a great, they had a great like punk rock jukebox and all, all that stuff. One night I was a little inebriated there, and they just happened to be like a bar stool sitting next to the to the door. And so I just was like drunk, like IDing people that came in. And nobody, they would never ID anybody coming in there. So like regulars looking at me like, and they were like fumbling for their stuff. And then at some point the bartender saw, I was like, we just stop." ID people, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's funny. It's a funny shtick. It's good (laughs) shtick. That's awesome. I like that you did that. I wanted to, I was trying to keep the bar alive, you know? Yeah. I'm sure they were underage people that didn't show me their ID. Keep them within the... (laughs) I'm a rule breaker and also a rule abider,
5: depending. Yes. Yes. Yes, complicated. I found some fun facts about Legos. The Lego name is made from the first two letters of the Danish word, legat, meaning play well. Oh. The Lego Group patented the Lego block in 1958. On average, every person on Earth owns 86 Legos.
7: Whoa.
5: No. Um, that's no. what it says.
7: <laughs> that's
5: insane. Yep, this is from Lego Education. Uh in 2012, 45.7 billion Lego bricks were produced at a rate of 5.2 million per hour. Laid end to end, the number of Lego bricks sold in 2012 would stretch around the world more than 18 times and no, to reach no. <laughs> Lessons <laughs> to reach the moon, you would need to build a column of approximately forty billion Lego bricks. Wow, um,
6: Which maybe that's, that's insane.
5: And yeah, speaking of New York, you can get a Lego Flatiron Building. They also got the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, they got, they've got the,
6: they've got any they got any and everything. What they don't have for kids, they have for adults. Like they they want their 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 equal opportunity.
5: Yeah, like, it's like know, they, they got to do like a CBGB Lego set or something, right? <laughs> yeah,
7: the
4: Trevi Fountain so in like, the weird, The
6: only reason that these Legos are sticky is because it's <laughs> the only, those are the only pieces that go in the CBGB's <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> that's, that's a little too real Lego. You chill yeah, that's, on a that's a, that. little, <laughs> too real. That's a, a little, little too much. real.
4: It looks like some of the Legos are really expensive. Like they're the Millennium expensive. Falcon... Uh, Eight hundred fifty
5: bucks for a Millennium Falcon. Danny, do you have that one?
6: No, no, no. You know, we're we're buying right now. We're on the. Uh, they have a uh, a line called City. Okay. So so we're going. We buy the city stuff. So they're like, no. Oh, I mean, it doesn't tell you what city it is. It's all different cities because there's like some Arctic stuff. There's some like water stuff, but mostly they're like small packages between nine and twenty dollars yeah okay. <laughs> it feels like okay. it feels like when i'm getting when i'm getting hit up at target <laughs> in, in there with my son and he goes goes to grab for like the fifty sixty dollar one i'm like eh not you dial What's, it down a little bit let's i'll feel you're gonna bamboozle me between nine ninety nine and 1999 i can i you know that's fine i won't eat a couple hot dogs tomorrow
7: yeah,
4: you got to get him into those commercials for the real expensive kits, <laughs>
6: right? Exactly. And then he can take them home and he like takes you did. Home. Yeah, see, that's exactly right. Because I bet, I bet that pirate ship was a lot of money back yeah. then, too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. That oh, was yeah. like that was like not every kid was able to get that one. Yeah, prison company included. You know, that's why I had to do the commercial for it.
5: What do you do with the Legos? Once you 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 guys build them, it's done. Is there a place you store them? Because that's my question, I guess.
6: They hang out. They hang okay. out. He does have a seventeen-month-old daughter. A Daughter. My daughter is seventeen months old. It's his sister. Hundred and two brain. So we have to like be careful because she's my son. Didn't stick everything in his mouth, right. um, But she is like she's putting stuff in, and it's like it's it's hectic. So we we keep Got things. It. We keep things in plastic. Bags and ziplocs and have the stuff I never did. I just threw that shit back in the box and was like, "All right, that's fine. Like I'll I'll come right, back to it." Right. And then and then it turned into like some of the pieces are missing. So then these just became like, you know, we do a lot of freeform once they're done. Guess guess what I'm saying is we keep them up. She'll knock something over. A piece will fall off. Something will go awry, and and they'll be not a hundred percent. And then my son's just like, "Well, we're just going to do a free build with them."
5: Nice. <laughs> That's that's so like, cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Imagination, <laughs> I'm creativity, got it.
6: Yeah, that I'll take it. There's actually a cool app on on your phone called Build It, and it's like you can take all the random Legos that you have and like dump them on the table and just make sure they're flat, so not like stacked up on each other. So just line them out, and you take a picture of it, <gasps> and it'll like go through and be like. There's ninety-seven things you can do Whoa, with it. Whoa, that's yeah. incredible. Wow. It's actually, it is that's very cool. Some so of it's a little cool. some of it's a little like rudimentary, like, oh, okay, yeah, I know I can build these I can make <laughs> a little duck. I get it. But like they do like <laughs> do like have like cooler things you're like, oh wow, like yeah, I guess I do that's have the
4: so cool. I was gonna say my best friend Gwen gave me like a flower bouquet to build that like you display it after you're done. Like, you yeah. just, then you have, like, beautiful Lego flowers.
6: You just got to be I mean, careful if you got a, a dog or of, something. Yeah. Knocks into it and it blows up. Because yeah. that's it. one problem, especially, like, on a, uh, you know, wall-to-wall carpeting was a thing when we were kids. It's not really yeah. a thing these days. That hits, that hits the floor and those things are going to blow up all over the place. Right. Right, right. So right, right. just be careful and make sure. I'm just make sure careful. you have it in a well, good
5: spot. Well, I don't know that I'll yeah.
6: ever finish it,
4: but
5: <laughs> how, how far how far along are you with it, Vanessa?
4: I said I was one third of the way. I'd say it's closer to one fifth. Okay. Of the way, I gotta take that thing back okay. out.
6: Yeah, I'd say twenty percent. Well, look, next time I'm in.
7: Uh Okay. Yeah. If you
6: need help, I'm I I will well, be happy to come Well, when I'm hosting over. the Nickelodeon, uh, <laughs> yes, yes,
4: the jam sesh, <laughs> then we can work on the Lego thing, kind
6: of as a warm up. That's a good idea. Well, I'll, I'll talk to I'll talk to Danny Cooksey. See, yeah, we could be. I mean, if you, if you if you do you play any instruments, Vanessa? Because it could be like a it could be could call yeah, ourselves I like could, um, Ginger Surprise or something fun. Right. You know? Right. Right.
7: right.
4: <laughs> I could do. I could kind of do vocals or yeah. Uh, All right. we're there.
7: You know, we're I think there. I could find my We just need a redheaded drummer.
6: We just need yeah. a redheaded drummer. Yeah, that's tough. From Nickelodeon, mm. tough. <laughs> Peter Costa, I know is yeah. a good buddy of mine from Jersey, who was the the white kid from the Cosby Show, and he's okay. a pheno- he's a phenomenal drummer. And he's I think he's kind of bald these days. So I mean, we could just put a red wig on him, wig and We're, him. we're set. Yeah. we're set. Love that.
5: All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Danny Tamborelli. Hacks is back for season
0: three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
7: Okay,
4: and we're back. Um, so Danny, now we're gonna play a pretty fun game called Change.dork.
1: <laughs> change.dork.
4: Otherwise known as Let's Make Fun of People Who Don't Know How to Use Change.org. And in this game, we'll bring up three different somewhat nostalgic things that people are trying to bring back on change.org with various petitions. And we'll each I vote love this for our game. favorite.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I can kick us off. Sure. Uh, So this first one is called Release the Adventures of Pete and Pete Season 3 DVD. And it says, Season 3 of the beloved 90s television program, The Adventures of Pete and Pete, has long ago been sitting in some warehouse waiting for the fans of the show to buy them. We fans of the beloved 90s television program have been patient for far too long. We would like you, the people that have copies of the finished Season 3 DVDs, to let us buy them from you. You will get our money for them. It's just that simple. And it goes on and on, um, saying, you know, it's already been made. All you have to do is give fans an opportunity to to purchase them. Uh, Danny, what do you think about releasing these seasons? Do these really exist? exist? I know a
6: lot about this particular one. I will say that... Interesting. uh, So, Mike... Big Pete and I have had a podcast for like a decade called The Adventures of The Adventures of yes, Danny and Mike." yeah,
3: we yes. have a whole we yes. have a whole
6: thing. We have listeners that are ready with grappling hooks. We just have to find the right warehouse in Jersey where it is. It's somewhere in Jersey City, like that that strip of one and nine where there's all these, you know, basically, they had Viacom doesn't want to pay for music rights. bottom line. MTV, we yep. were able to like use this library of music and after a certain amount of time, you know, it, there are reversion rights, and they got to renegotiate and do all that stuff. And you know, well, what a billion dollar companies give a shit about <laughs> like the magnetic fields and like, you know,
7: it's, it's, it's right.
6: It's sad because it's important wow. and, and, and the weirder thing is that at at some point, Nickelodeon did pull the music and put other music because there was a there was a digital cable network called Noggin. That used to run. That used to. Yes, run I P&P. remember that. When I was in college, I would get like text messages from friends, like you know, drunk or high, like late at night, being like, "Dude, I just watched you put a marshmallow up your nose, bro." So <laughs> they were able to do it, but the the DVDs had all the original stuff, and we had done all like the, you know, we'd watched it and did the, what do you call that when you're when you're talking about it as it's going on, you know, like all that.
4: Yeah, like the commentary. uh, commentary.
6: commentary. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, (laughs) we took pictures, and this was 2005, I remember, because I was like just moved to Third and Avenue C. We're like, oh, cool, this is going to be great. And then it just never showed (laughs) up. And then it just, they didn't like, they didn't tell anybody anything. There was a cup, I mean, everything was done for it. Like, it was all pressed and ready to go. And then someone was like, oopsies, got to pay them. And they're like, "Nah, we're not going to pay for this. That's that seems unreasonable. We just make billi- We just make billions of dollars wow. every year. Like we're not going to put any effort into that. So I harbor plenty of ill will, and I I want nothing more than for people to see season three. I mean, I actually have most of them still on VHS because they I was able to get like yeah. the seasons, and they were just giving me the actual copies. Um, so if anybody wants, you can send me a Venmo, and I'll <laughs> I'll
4: send you your season three. I'll make, a, I'll make a
6: couple quick bucks before I get in trouble.
5: Incredible!
4: But you're saying the ones that they showed on Noggin were had, mm-hmm. diff-
6: had yeah, like a they different. They pulled soundtrack. some of the stuff already, wow. so I'm I'm curious as to whether they didn't realize that the the episodes that they pulled were the original ones, and they didn't have the. I don't know. It's it's you know what I mean. Like, like yeah. just so big. Like I'm sure that just kept being like a. Somebody being like, I'm not sure, I'm covering my, it's just like CYA all the way up until they're like, oh, whoopsies. Right, <laughs> right. Whoa.
5: Yeah. That's this is crazy. A, I think this is an issue with a lot of shows from yeah, that era, yeah, on, unfortunately. Mean, it's, it's
6: true. The music, the music. Uh, yeah. Cool. I mean, and, and you think about it, if Spotify gave artists money that they deserve for, for plays, I don't think artists would be, keep their f- feet stuck in the mud for getting a big payout for something like that. But you know somebody's got to get for paid sure. somehow for something. That's create. That's a creative endeavor yeah. for them. So. Yeah. I feel yeah. it. No, it I makes feel sense. It. I'm with them. I want them to get paid, but I also want people to see the show. That's not like you can you can watch them all on YouTube, but they're not like they're they're kind of weird. You know, sometimes they're not they're not like formatted yeah. properly and like you know it was shot in four th- four, three and it yeah. comes out like it's such widescreen a and that- weird, but like people still show it. And they show it to their kids and they're like, This is yeah. this is what it is. And I'm like, Well, it's three quarters of what it is. <laughs> there's something really <laughs> yeah. cool at the edge of frame right now. Like we were like Wes Anderson <laughs> before Wes Anderson was. So they're kind of important to yeah. like see
5: the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this one has three to twenty-four <laughs> signatures, but there's act- there's actually there's actually multiple. Petitions that have okay. hundreds of signatures. So I think you're so, okay. well, yeah, this well over of
6: that. Many. so Maybe if I had it right, they're like, oh, 300 people are going to buy this fucking thing. I'm going to spend like
5: a. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you know, I think the fans aren't aren't super organized. Maybe they should all come well, together for one petition do versus do at, but at the Danny and Mike That's show. what you've like, been trying to do. You, you guys have been trying people, to do that.
6: You know, I mean, again, like we need grappling hooks people. We need, you know, special ops people. Yeah. General. We you
4: know, well, me and Vanessa are in whatever we can do. In general. Yeah. In
6: general
5: yep yep get some drones get some yeah figure it out
4: We're. yeah it sounds like we're
5: all very into this <laughs> yes i'll support and would this sign up. this
4: now but would you sign it over this next petition which is <laughs> year-long garlic bread at subway <laughs> like most other students here at the university of hartford subway is a staple of my nutritional experience I'm now a junior and couldn't imagine my collegiate experience without Subway, blah, blah, blah. Once a year, around the fall and winter, Subway has a seasonal garlic bread (laughs) that you can order with any of your sandwiches. It's a delicious combination of bread, garlic, and mozzarella cheese. It is as simple as it is delectable. However, once the colder months start to pass and the shorts come out of the closet, Subway takes away this amazing bread and adds flavor and layer to an already fulfilling sub. To me, this is absurd for two reasons. Now this person goes through to say there are two (laughs) reasons. Number one. Garlic bread is not a (laughs) seasonal food. Like they say, like the pumpkin spice latte is a fall drink and should be treated as such. However, garlic bread is not associated with any season. It should be available year long. Number two, Subway already has all the ingredients necessary to make the garlic bread. They have bread, they have garlic, they have mozzarella all year long. It's not a struggle just to put these ingredients together and pop it in the toaster oven. Then this person says, overall... Subway garlic bread is an amazing eating experience and should be available to every Subway goer all year round. What do you think, think, Danny?
6: I think it's, it's, you know, like especially (laughs) if you're a college student, probably like one of the best things I could have made in college was garlic bread. That way, just get you get some you get some garlic, yeah. Yeah. You get a loaf of bread, spread it out. The mozzarella on there too is a little. I'm not sure. It kind of reminds me of that. Prepackaged, frozen, with, like, the, the big, long silver. Yes, the big I long knew you were going to say that. God, I haven't thought about that
4: stuff. Remember, Joni, you love that stuff, that, like, pizza that was, like, French bread yeah. pizza, kind of, that you'd
5: make. Oh, like the yes, Stouffer's? different. I like, Stouffer's
6: was still in the box. Like, this came in, like, a big, long, like, silver bag loaf. And all you have to yeah. do is take it okay, put it in the I, oven, set the timer and okay. take it out.
4: And it was always, the bread was always yeah. super hard. I like, remember hard those Red tea.
5: Baron Red ones. Red Baron. But I'll, these I'll... were
4: pre that, John, We definitely okay. ate these. It was okay. like sort of before they, I feel like it was sort of before they figured out how to do pizza at home. Yeah.
6: Like, Got why, why, why like, are we freezing this bread and then we're heating it up again and it's still hard? <laughs> And why is it like the hardest? Person? But it was delicious. It was but, delicious. Yeah. Like the, it was good until you hit that crust yeah, at the back. Just, you couldn't eat. You couldn't eat the butt. Ooh, it. Yeah, you couldn't eat the break butt your of that bread. Or you were, yeah, you were going right to the dentist. I'm gonna say a hard pass on that.
5: All right, so okay. yeah, Dan's not into this one. So this petition actually first started. I was like, this sounds like it's written by like a, a subway employee. Yes, it's like they're saying how it's it's as simple as it is delectable. It doesn't sound what a college kid would say about subway. Yeah, this feels well, like this an adult, a, a, an, an adult writing major. what they think a college kid if would say a if a they subway love subway. Yeah,
6: Papa John's around the corner, and that Papa John's certainly has garlic bread for you.
5: Yes, yes, right. So I agree with that. I do agree with the point that garlic bread isn't Agreed. a seasonal food, and they have the ingredients that makes sense. But I will say, I've been to Subway a long time. Only place I know where you can get like translucent tomatoes, <laughs> and I feel like all of those they give you all these choices for bread, and they all taste the same. So to me, it's like, is it super garlicky? To me, it's like all the breads are kind of the same. Wow, this sort of bland you're eating a sandwich. Paste.
6: Why the hell do you need garlic bread on the side? It's like the double bread thing is a little. Like, yeah, I love bread. I I fuck with bread all the time. Sure, doubling up like that just feels right. a little.
5: Yeah. I'm with you. I think it's a little unnecessary. It's not because, like, a pumpkin spice latte. Putting that in really changes yes, the flavor absolutely. of the latte.
6: But like, if you're again, if you're buying like a pizza and then you buy like the cheesy breadsticks with it, with the dipping marinara sauce, I'm like, you just bought deconstructed pizza, dude. <laughs> like, what are you
5: doing? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I I don't I don't know. I'm not big in this one. Vanessa, what do you think? Sounds pretty delicious to me. You guys.
4: I mean. I I don't know. I just feel like maybe try it a little longer than this like seasonal period they do it for and see how it sells. It just, I mean, I can't imagine like if I was like picking up lunch and going back into work, like eating garlic bread at lunch and not having people oh, be me. like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> just because of the sa- how the sandwich smells, because how- of how I smell, you know, but like it does seem delicious and it does seem a little bit like we've got the stuff here, you know, so, sure. uh, meaning the ingredients. So I don't know. I, um, you
5: sound more, more open to it. Than I'm me more Danny. open to it. Okay. Fair. I on. agree. I,
4: I just agree okay. with you. That Johnny, I you
6: agree to- that it's, it's all, it should be all year. And I'm curious why they think that garlic bread is just sees like who it, who it, who it Corp, who it yes. Subway corporate yes. was like, mm, garlic bread, but only for a quarter.
5: <laughs> Just
6: yeah,
4: it's
5: yeah. Very, I it's, wonder. Yeah, I wonder if it's a marketing thing where they're like, if people feel it's limited, they'll be more excited about it. More, if it's always maybe, on the menu, it's yeah. like when there's a band who like always tours. You're like, I'll see them next time. and Then they're like, this is our final tour. Everyone's like, we have to go see them.
4: Yeah, and then they have another final tour, as uh, we know. That band
5: exactly. is Kiss, and they've
6: been exactly. doing it for 25 years. I don't buy. I don't buy that, <laughs> yeah. that that was their last show at Madison Square Garden.
5: No way. No way. No way. All right, this last petition, this is a pretty short one. It's called, Get Gary to Listen to Jar <laughs> of Flies by Alice in Chains. <laughs> and it says, Gary claims to enjoy music, but hasn't listened to Jar of Flies by the 90s alternative rock, alternative metal grunge God. band Alice in Chains. Jar of Flies is a musical landmark that has touched the emotions and souls of others and has been universally acclaimed as one of the best EPs ever made. By signing my petition, you are making Gary listen to the EP, and for him to have more knowledge, in turn, more knowledge on music, and for him to stop being a nerd. And this one has forty signatures; they're trying to get Whoa. to fifty. Uh, Danny, what do you think about getting Gary to listen to Jar of you Flies?
6: Should and I would say, if you have to force Gary into listening to it, then maybe you should be hanging out with Gary.
5: Yeah. Wow. Now,
4: can we talk about Jar of Which
5: it's one the is the one jar, of with flies? The jar of Flies Does, on the cover? You,
6: <laughs> <laughs> not the one with the three-legged dog which was their last one which I love as well
5: uh, not to be confused with this one I got the, oh, tab, the original tab book from nice. my childhood facelift, this one. Yeah. facelift.
6: Oh, I, can, I have all those tab books jar, too oh, so dude. Jar of, I kept all that too <laughs> uh, Jar of Flies is
4: the album?
5: Yeah. It's an EP. It had... Uh, did that have No Excuses yeah, on no it? Excuses. I No Excuses. Like oh, okay. Rotten Apples no,
4: on that one.
5: Yeah, yeah. I Stay Away. I Stay Away.
4: Okay. I was thinking that Jar of Flies was a song and that I Stay Away was the song. But what now if, I know it's not What if the
6: guy album, who created this change.org just got confused and he really meant to say jars of clay? And that's what he really want. he really wanted, he really wanted <laughs> Gary to listen to Jars of Clay instead and be like, can you believe that they're a Christian band? Could you believe it?
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. That's so funny that like, what if Jars of Clay wanted to have a different name, but they were already dealing with the thing of like names being so hard to get original names. And they just were like, what if we do... I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. What I'm saying here is it's so jars random that their name is Jars of Clay, but it but it probably has some like Jesus y aspect mm. to it. When, right. You like know, Jesus, with the
6: footprints when there was only one set and it wasn't because he left you, it's because he was carrying you. They've carried him and they put that in the jar of clay and that's what it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The jars of clay that's is right.
4: what happened next. <laughs>
6: Before he went to the gates of hell for not
7: believing.
4: He was saved by the jars of clay.
5: So, Danny, it sounds like you're in support am, of Garrel. I'm listening very, very to, much in support of that, this. Yeah.
4: And by okay. the way, Jonah, you
5: didn't say who started this petition. It was started by someone named David Bowie. I'm not sure <laughs> if that's authentic. I think you can kind of type in whoever's starting it whoever you're sending it to but yeah, I would find that hard, very hard to believe.
6: <laughs> <was> David Bowie's <laughs> final request before he died after making that record right before he died was just like, tell Gary to listen to Jars of Flies
5: Sorry. by
6: Alice in Chains.
5: <laughs> I I support this one. You know, maybe a little controversial. I think I kind of think Sap is a Thousand Chains EP that's one. to listen Zap to. That, that, very that, good. That, yeah, that's I a mean, good one. We
6: were, I, 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 I liked them all. I mean, Dirt dirt for me, like, yeah. I had that on cassette. I had it twice on CD probably, maybe three times. That might have been one of the, you know, yeah. like going back to my dad saying that is, my grandma threw out his Superman number one. I think I left out CDs once and my mom was like, if you keep these CDs out, I'm going to break them. And I and I was like no you're not yep. and she I think she picked up a dirt CD and went looked at me and just snapped it in half is <gasps> that's the kind of mom she is she was like look we can have fun but like don't fuck
5: around and uh wow i bet you were <sighs> in an angry character oh, that was the one. words
7: right out of my mom <laughs>
5: But uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, Gary, look, if Gary hasn't heard Jar Flies, I don't know Gary, uh, but yeah, yeah it, it's it's classic, you should check it out, check out Sap, check out the whole discography, but I yeah, I support anyone checking out this music, so I'm with it. Vanessa, what do you think?
4: I'd like to know more about Gary, <laughs> um, uh, but I do think, even I know this album, although I couldn't recognize exactly what it was by name and thought it was a song, I think, you know... This is pretty mainstream stuff. It's, it's not. Sure. I, would you say that Jar of Flies is their most popular album? Because I could. The only Allison Chain songs I think I know are on that album.
5: So it's an EP. So it's not really considered an album. Excuse me. But I would say it has some of their biggest songs, but not. You know, they You know, it doesn't have like Rooster Man and Box. I would
6: think it's probably their biggest.
5: Their biggest one. Okay. I think Dirt is definitely yeah. has sold the most. Is their most well-known. I, album. I stay away. Okay. He's, I. He's, I, he's, I mean, what a banger that one is oh yeah
4: is that on Jar of Flies
5: okay it is it is and that is that is a great song yeah I mean Jar of Flies has some of the big the big hits on some it some of well, the
4: though. big hits well okay sure. I, I, I mostly agree with this but I'd like a little I reserve the right to kind of find out more about Gary and that's fair and and honestly quote unquote <laughs> David Bowie and what's going on with him
5: <laughs> sure so, okay, so we're going to sum this up. Dan. if you had to sign one of these petitions on change.org, would it be release the Adventures of Pete and Pete season three DVD, year-long garlic bread at Subway, or get Gary to listen to Jar of Flies I mean, everybody
6: thinks Chains? I'm going to pick number one. And, and you,
7: you would probably be right. It's okay to be.
6: Because I, I feel like that's the most important <laughs> one to me, not just for me. But also, like, I, maybe I will catch a piece of that. You know, I'm a little piece of that action would be yeah, great. Yeah, that'd
4: be nice. But it's tough. That'd it's be a nice. toss up
6: because, fucking Gary, just listen to it. For you know, like, <laughs> you really need, you really need fifty people. You got forty. That's damn close.
7: You might have forty three so. after I, this I, podcast. I, I, I,
6: yeah. I, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Gary. I'm gonna go Gary. I'm gonna switch. Whoa. You know, that's <laughs> a, that's the kind of guy I am. I, you know, it's it's. Uh, if I can do a little something for Gary and like make him feel better, I mean he could also listen to that record and 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 slink down into a, a terrible depression. So Sure. Yeah. Sure. So know, now yeah, you're you right, or? I'm waffling now. <laughs> 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 I'm uh, walking it back. No, I'm gonna i I'm gonna stick with Gary. He needs to, he needs to listen to it. Okay.
4: Okay,
5: fair enough. Vanessa, what about you?
4: I'm going to go with garlic bread. I'm just kidding. I'm going to go with Pete and Pete. (laughs) Totally kidding. Pete and Pete all the way. You know, that is so, I can't believe that it exists and they won't just pay for that. Even if they have to pay millions of dollars, which they probably do, they can afford it. Just like uh, release this to the fans. It's already, it already exists. We'll help promote it at the show (laughs) at my house.
5: Perfect. Yeah. Jonah, what about you? Go, I'm going to go with Pete and Pete. Also, I think we like with my CDs. Now I don't have a CD player. People are going to stop having DVD players. You know these things are going to get outdated. Let's just get them out there. This feels like wasteful environmentally, culturally. You know, it's time. It's time. It's time.
6: Well, I'm it's glad. Time. I'm glad. I'm really yeah. glad that you guys are there. I'm there in spirit.
5: Yes, we yes. feel. We feel you hit there in spirit. Danny, what are you kind of promoting right now? I know you have a lot of stuff going on. You have the book, we Good Burger yeah, 2, uh, all this stuff. What, yeah, you what do you want to pr- kind of promote? You can Where find can people me find uh, you? on,
6: on yeah. the Instagrams at uh, uh, Danny Tamborelli or Threads. You will find me on X, but I do not communicate. And Facebook, I guess, whatever. DannyTamborelli.com. why not? Uh, the band, jounce.org. We're in the middle of making a, a new record, so that should be out like the middle of next year. First Date Prophecy is a book I wrote with my wife that's loosely based on our meet-cute, but then also is a complete farce and fiction. Uh, but we did meet on Tinder, and she did know who I was and swiped the other way on accident and then deleted Tinder and, and swiped again for three days until she found me, and then we matched. And so that's, wow. in, that's in the book. Uh but from there, it gets into kooky stuff with a psychic and a prophecy and all that. Um, and that's you can guide, get that wherever you like to get your books. If you don't like to read books, but you like to listen, we did an audiobook. It's a dual POV. So I read half of the book, and Mara Wilson reads the other half, and she's great. So you can go yeah well, we so love you can, Mara Wilson. You can go listen to that. Uh, and we have a companion book coming out in May called the Road Trip Rewind, which you don't have to read both books but if you do it's in the same world the main character from the first book's brother is the main character in the second book um and okay. what else what else what else goodbert podcast, in your podcast adventures of danny and mike we've been down for a little bit cuz mike and i both have young children and it's been hard to uh focus but we we have plans to refocus in early 24 with more us bullshitting with friends and and people it's so nice that you're still
4: in touch yeah, and you're both still in close. That's He's That's so up in great. I'm in
6: Crown Heights, and we, we, we catch I hang sometimes in the that. middle. Do people freak yes. out when they see you Especially together? As, when we were, at, like, we were at Domino Park earlier uh, in the warmer, warmer months, a few months ago, and uh, he has a, a new little girl, and I have a new little girl, and we were both like had our little you know babies holding on and oh. then, like we both have like little boys who are you know seven and four and like they're running around at this playground at domino park in like hipster ground zero williamsburg and like yeah we get weird looks and people i can see people like taking pictures and like i've got like oh i bet loo- people yeah, were yeah, losing their minds. Like, yeah. <laughs> pete and pete with their little pete's and like you know it just becomes a yes. you know it's it's a uh, it's a it's a funny thing when we're out in public. We used to, when we didn't have kids and we'd see each other in public, it was a much different affair. Like, I ran into him outside of a Beastie Boys show at a McCarran Pool, and I had been out drinking maybe the night before and was a little hungover, and I think he ran up to me because he used to play soccer at McCarran, and uh, he hit me in the back like, Hey, how you doing? And I was coughing, and I threw up in between two cars. And that's it. Wow. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> wow. sometimes we do that. And other times, look at us, we're wholesome dads holding coffee with our kids. <laughs> so we've been able to run yeah. the gamuts, you know, since yeah. I've known him. I've known him since oh, I was hell. seven years old. So. Oh my God, that's yeah, it's incredible. A, it's a good, that's it's so a good time.
4: I love that you're still doing stuff together. I think that hanging out and doing a podcast—that's so great. Oh, and okay. anything yeah, go else. Watch, go watch. Uh, that's, that's a lot, a lot, of, lot stuff. of stuff. Sorry,
6: everybody. And go watch a uh, Good Burger Two on Paramount Plus. You'll see me for a split second in a, a singing montage with people that I have no business being uh, uh, around, including. I, think, I oh, know. It's come like, on. It's like, you know. Come on, Danny, Mikey Day, and then me, and then George Clinton. So let's let's do the math on that. How? Where would you rank the wow. three of us? You don't, You don't, I know Vanessa. You don't have the
1: answer if you don't want. To. <laughs> oh, I'm putting you at on. the top. Sorry. <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yes, Good Burger too. Anything else? I I love hearing all this stuff. There, you're. Good luck going You're man. a busy guy.
6: A lot of fingers and a lot of different honey pots and see what sticks. But uh. Mostly I'm mostly I'm just a daddy daycare. I, my son goes to full time pre K this year, so he was my first daddy daycare graduate. So I said my daughter now and it's nice to be able to do the things that I need to do, but I also don't have a nine to five. I don't have like a I'm a I'm a dad. I'm a dad.
4: <laughs> so Yeah. That's great. That's great. This was so much fun. Thank you so Thank much you. Danny, for joining us and Thank to everyone you. for listening.
6: Yes. Yeah. This was so great. Such a we had such a great. wait for the party in the um, backyard. And I, I honestly. Oh
4: my God. Yes. We have to, I'll figure out great refreshments. Jonah, you and Vicky can come Cal, in. Bring his we'll, soda. Um,
6: you know, that's a big deal for him.
4: Yes. Yes. We'll make sure Keenan's there and Jenny Lewis. We'll get everybody kind of together. And, um, and also, if anyone, like, we maybe one of them has, like, a kind of bigger house that we could do it at. But, like, we'll figure it out.
5: We'll figure it out.
4: <laughs> Anyways, to the listeners, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird, where we will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like Legos.
6: Thank you My again, pleasure. Danny. This Thanks, is great Danny. hanging out with you guys. This, is this is like, so you know, fun. like Hang out. I, I love hang out hanging with, out with, with you. My fake TV siblings, and it's nice that you guys are doing stuff with your real siblings. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing.
4: <laughs> oh, that's so nice.